Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. We welcome you in again to our Bankruptcy Solutions series here on Chicago's Legal Latte. Uh, this, this is episode number five of a planned seven-part series, and today we turn our attention to Chapter 7 filings for businesses. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. This is Jim Mitchell, and joining me for the conversation is Lavelle Law Managing Partner Ted McGinn. Uh, Ted has been with us uh, throughout this series, and Ted, it's really been an informative and detailed series thus far, so I appreciate the time you and the others have put into it, and welcome back to the conversation. Well, thanks for having me back. It's uh, a very timely topic, and I know there's a lot of questions out there, a lot of misinformation, so we're happy to try to clear the record for everybody. Yeah, and boy, you're right on that this is, you know, unfortunately a very timely discussion. So many businesses are, are struggling uh Due in great part, of course, to the to the coronavirus pandemic that's shut so many things down. So now, or at any point in time, Ted, if a, if a business is struggling, um, feels they may not be able to continue operating, what what are the options they should start looking at then? Yeah, I mean, a business looking to sh- shut down and close, they have a, a f- really three options. And and by the way, before we jump into it, Jim. I want to make sure the audience knows, you know, we're talking about the closing of a business. Now, there's another bankruptcy called a reorganization where mm-hmm. it's an opportunity to keep your business going and restructuring your debt. That's something that we'll get into on another later podcast. Uh, but So today we're talking about the closing of a business. So when you're, when you're, when you're considering that, a business has three options. You could uh, do a Chapter 7 bankruptcy, which is what we're going to talk about today. Another option is an assignment for the benefit of creditors, and then a third option is dissolution, which uh, you know I believe we're going to talk about dissolution later on as well on another podcast. But those are your basic three options when you're thinking about shutting down a business. Well, let's let's as you said focus on Chapter Seven today. Give us a little information about you know what a Chapter Seven entails and why you know why it might be the right solution in many cases. Yeah, Chapter 7 for a business is, like we said, it's, it's shutting down a business. And, and kind of interestingly enough, with a Chapter 7 bankruptcy, there is no discharge. When an individual files a personal Chapter 7 bankruptcy, one of their, their primary goals is to obtain a discharge of these debts. Well, with a business, a Chapter 7, there is no discharge, but the company just ceases to exist. It doesn't exist anymore once the bankruptcy is over with. So there really is no need for a discharge. Uh, what a Chapter 7 bankruptcy really entails is an orderly liquidation of the assets. Uh, it's a distribution of the cash proceeds that was received on the, on the sale of those assets, and that those proceeds are distributed to the creditors you know, pro rata and in accordance with the various uh, priorities of those creditors. And then when you talk about assets, you know, there are different types of companies. They vary quite a bit. And some are going to have a lot more physical assets than others, whether it's inventory or the actual uh, materials or equipment they use to do the work. Um, let's start there. What what happens to the assets of a business once bankruptcy or Chapter 7 in particular is filed? Yeah, well, the, the as I mentioned, the, uh, you know, bankruptcy, Chapter 7, that's the liquidation of the assets, 
the assets are, are sold. You know, first of all, when you file a bankruptcy petition, the bankruptcy court is going to appoint a trustee. This trustee is commonly an attorney. They've already been approved through the bankruptcy courts as uh, an acceptable party to, to deal with this, but they will be assigned the particular bankruptcy case. It's that trustee's duty at that point to marshal the assets, kind of gather all the assets belonging to the corporation, and then try to maximize what that trustee can get on the sale of those assets. So they're going to try to identify what those assets are, whether it's inventory, whether it's equipment, maybe receivables, whatever the case may be, but it's that trustee's job to try to convert those assets into cash. And, and that's the kind of the, 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 beginning, the beginning part of the whole bankruptcy process. And, you know, I think of commercials and just signage you see around town. I imagine uh, in my head I'm picturing like a furniture store that will say, hey, we're, you know, we're going into bankruptcy. Everything must go. So does, does a company stay in business? Do they stay operational through the, through the bankruptcy process while those assets are sold? It generally, well, it's a chapter, if it's a Chapter 7 case, the, the business should pretty much stop operating. I mean, the trustee is going okay. to be appointed. What he does not want to have happen, if, if the business continues to operate, then that potentially exposes the business to additional creditors, additional claims. And if it happens post-bankruptcy, there's a whole different you know, analysis on, on how those creditors are, are, are treated. And if you, if you have a store that's operating after the bankruptcy, you've got customers coming in, walking around, and you know, trustees generally don't like that. So once the petition is filed, the normal operation of the business pretty much comes to an end. Now, you may see a trustee try to conduct a liquidation sale. They may hire somebody to come in, and, and you know, you, like you mentioned, you see there's going out of business sales and and you know whether that's being conducted by a trustee, it could just be a, a kind of a marketing ploy by a business to try to drum up attention and get people to, into the into the store. Um, okay. But but to answer your question, basically once you file the bankruptcy, the, the business should really stop operations. Okay. Um, now you you mentioned the, the the creditors, and we've talked in the past on in this series in particular about um, how creditors are treated, whether they're prioritized, um, secured, unsecured. We looked at it from personal and, and corporate. Talk about talk about Chapter Seven. Are are creditors all kind of lined up in the same way, or are some prioritized? Well, the creditors are certainly categorized based upon the nature of of their claim. I mean, you have what I, I guess I would say, first of all, you have secured creditors. That would be a creditor that before the bankruptcy, they uh, obtained a lien on the assets of the business. You know, when a business goes to a bank, they want to borrow money, maybe a line of credit or maybe just some sort of a loan. Uh, generally speaking, the bank most likely is going to, you know, condition any sort of loan upon you know, obtaining a lien usually a blank lien over all the assets of the business. And so if that bank does that, that bank would be known as a secured creditor. A secured creditor, they are you know, more or less at the top of the food chain. I mean, they're going to have uh, priority to their collateral, and they got to get paid first. Now, there could be other secured creditors. You know, I meant what I described there was a voluntary lien. There could also be involuntary liens if a uh, business is being sued by a creditor. That creditor obtains a judgment. That creditor could take some additional actions where they could obtain a lien over the assets of the company as well. And then finally, 
you may see a lien in the situation of the IRS. If a business is not paying its taxes, there are statutory liens that the Internal Revenue Service or the Department of Revenue or other governmental agencies could obtain, and, and, and that would also convert them into a secured creditor. Now, that's a secured creditor. In addition, there are priority creditors. There are certain types of creditors that, based upon the nature of their claim, they are put higher up on the food chain as far as the order and hierarchy getting paid. One type of priority creditor would be uh, a governmental agency like the IRS. Unpaid taxes, they are priority claims. Also, wages, if you have a business and you're operating and you have some employees who haven't been paid wages, those are considered to be priority claims. And, and so they are uh, you know, farther up uh, the pecking order there. And then finally, you're left with unsecured general unsecured creditors, and that would be you know, a, a, you know, a vendor perhaps, maybe a, a credit card company. Uh, th those are unsecured creditors, and those are at the bottom of the hierarchy as far as who gets paid. And uh, just clarify for me, um, you were talking there about uh, you know, vendors or others who are owed money for some service or whatever they may have provided to the business. Uh, but you also talked about bank loans, and I think sometimes uh, loans are guaranteed by other people who sign on for those loans. Are, are they the people who are sort of guaranteed the, the bank loans? Are they involved in this in any way? Yeah, I mean that's a good point. I mean, you know, if there is a guarantee, then this Chapter Seven corporate bankruptcy will not really impact that personal guarantee. Just to back up a little bit. We're talking about a corporate bankruptcy, a bankruptcy being filed by this corporate entity. Uh, and as you mentioned, often when a bank is going to lend money to a business, to a corporation, a bank is going to also ask for a personal guarantee. Well, if the corporation files that bankruptcy, that certainly would put an end to that corporation. That corporation wouldn't exist anymore. However, that personal guarantor, perhaps the owner of the business, they're still going to be liable. And so notwithstanding the corporate bankruptcy, uh, a creditor would have the right uh, to continue that with their claim against that personal guarantor. So that's something certainly that needs to be considered when somebody is, is contemplating uh, filing a corporate bankruptcy. Um, interesting perspective here. And in recent weeks, we've, we've dedicated uh, Chicago's Legal Latte podcast to a special seven-part series on personal and corporate bankruptcy. This is fifth installment of that uh, series, Bankruptcy Solutions. Uh, the entire series is available at lavellelaw.com and on iTunes. And, of course, over at lavellelaw.com, you can learn more about uh, Ted McGinn, his colleague Timothy Hughes, who's also been contributing to this series, and all of the other attorneys at the firm. There's a special page devoted to each practice group, including bankruptcy, um, and the site uh, hosts all the podcast videos and hundreds of articles that the attorneys have done. So um, a wealth of information there. Um, talk to me a little bit more, Ted, before we let you go here about, about – um, you know, the personal accountability um, beyond the corporation once it is dissolved and, and the, those personal guarantees, um, are there anyone or is there anyone else that might be uh, accountable or uh, involved in a bankruptcy proceeding and, and uh, be liable for some of that debt? Yeah, there are situations. You know, uh, you know, again, when people set up a business, they usually create a corporation. The reason they do that is they want to, you know, insulate themselves from any sort of claims against them personally. and But there are exceptions to that general rule. One that comes to mind are tax liabilities, and in particular employment taxes. If a corporation or an LLC 
uh, fails to remit to the IRS or the Department of Revenue the withheld employment taxes, the IRS or the Department of Revenue would have recourse against that individual who willfully and failed to remit those taxes. So a corporate bankruptcy, you know, it, it ends up business, but it has no impact on whether or not the IRS can, can pursue that claim against the individual owners. One thing also I want to bring and, up, Jim, that we kind of mm-hmm. glossed over a little bit, you know, and that should have been bringing up when we're talking about the answer to the bankruptcy estate, a trustee is going to look at what we call insider payments or preference payments. So a lot of times what happens when a corporation leading up to a bankruptcy, they may take certain action, they may satisfy certain creditors, you know, creditors that they prefer. And, you know, the, one of the concepts of the bankruptcy procedures is to treat all like creditors the same. And so a trustee has the right to look back, and if there were certain payments made leading up to the bankruptcy, the trustee would have the right to claw back such payments from that creditor and force that creditor to be treated like any other creditor in the bankruptcy. Similar with an insider payment. An insider is an owner or an officer or director of the company. There may have been some payments to that insider within the last 12 months leading up to the bankruptcy or distribution of profits. That trustee can claw back such payment and bring that into the bankruptcy estate. So those are a couple issues that anybody filing a bankruptcy or a corporate bankruptcy needs to take under consideration. Well, um, we've covered a lot here, but uh, just a minute or so to go. But just in terms of the process, uh, a company wants to file Chapter Seven. Is it, uh, as you said, it sort of leads to an immediate or a, a shutdown? Is that immediate? Is there a process here before it all takes effect? What, what would it look like for someone who approaches you to pursue this? Yeah, the first step is preparation of the bankruptcy petition. That's going to list all the assets and all the liabilities of the corporation. That is filed with the bankruptcy court. That's a public record. Now, the company is not shut down right away, but very soon it will be assigned to a trustee, and that trustee is going to be very eager to put a stop on the business operations. Then the other step is there's a creditor's meeting. That's a meeting that takes place where the trustee gets to ask uh, an officer of the corporation about the affairs of the business and the assets of the liabilities. So that's kind of another step in that whole process. Well, um, a lot of ground covered today, and I want to thank Ted McGinn for being with us. And as I mentioned, uh, this entire uh, bankruptcy solution series available at LavelleLaw.com. We've still got a couple of episodes yet to go, uh, but uh, if you need any further assistance, Lavelle Law uh, easily reach at 847-705-7555. Thanks so much to Ted for being with us today. Thanks to you for listening. And again, we'll look forward to kind of wrapping our series up with you in the next couple of weeks.